0: B Mitch and Finley, very excited right now to welcome on Super Bowl-winning head coach. 2 times, 2 times Super Bowl-winning head coach, Mr. Andy Reid. Andy, thank you so
1: much for time.
0: Thank you for talking with us. We really appreciate it. We appreciate it.
1: that. Yeah, thank you for having me. Got, <laughs> hope, how are we doing, Brian? Uh, we're doing good,
2: Coach, man. I, I, I texted you and said, well, we want to talk to you because we like to say things, you know, congratulations on the uh, season and all. And then you know we got somebody that worked very close to you here now. We want to just get your take to make some of these fans understand what they're really getting in uh, in Eric Ben
1: Benningme. Good, yeah. You want me to tell you right now? I can do that. Hey, I, I can brag on him all day. <laughs> Why? Well, right. well,
2: you know, listen. But first of all, you I want to thank Ted too because listen, you got to you got to do a good dude work. He lost his phone. He didn't have my number. He found JP's email to get JP to get the number, and then, boom, here you go. So we, we appreciate Ted as well.
1: Yeah, well, don't tell him that. He's, <laughs> he's going to get a big hit on me. Dog. <laughs> Andy, before we get to,
0: to Eric, I, I, I wanted to ask you a question. At halftime of the Super Bowl and you guys are down, what do you say to your team to come back and put out one of the most impressive second halves of a Super Bowl in history?
1: Yeah, so the guys, JP, they, they knew that um, – that they were just off a tick, you know, we were just off a tick. And so uh, I heard Pat and Kelsey in there talking. I heard Chris Jones and I heard, uh, you know, Frank Clark in there talking while we were in getting organized as a, as coaches. So um, to present to the players. So when I, by the time I came out and we were heading out to the field, I just said, listen, we're just that we're a tick off. Everybody just, yeah, you, know, you don't need to scream and yell. Let's just go play. Let's go do our thing, and and, uh, and we'll be there. But everybody do their job. Just do it an inch better than what you're doing it right now, and uh, and we'll be fine. So yeah, that, that was about it. Yeah, yeah that's it one worked. thing
2: I always tell people. Like I noticed about you, you were always in tune with your players. You understood what was going on, and like some coaches go into those rooms, they don't hear the players. You still kept the yeah. ears because you wanted to know. I, I'm sure.
1: No, I try to. My hearing's not as good as it used to be, but I, I'm I'm trying, man. I'm just trying to keep it going. <laughs> I might have to get a miracle ear or something. You know, uh, all
0: right, so so let's let's talk about Eric Bieniemy, who has been with you in Kansas City for some time now. He he took the job here in Washington, and w- one of the biggest questions for for those of us that have covered this Commanders team in previous iterations is is why would someone Leave working with you and Mahomes and Kelsey and winning Super Bowls to take over this job. What did you tell Eric? I'm sure when he came to you to talk about it.
1: Well, he and I talk all the time, so it's it, that that part was the easy part. We communicate and communicate well. I'm not telling you I want to lose him to uh, uh, to Washington, but I at the same time you want what's best for your guys, and so. EB's had a, a ton of interviews here for head coaches. He's worked his tail off to have that opportunity to be a, a head football coach in the national football league. And it didn't work out. And some of it was because of the shadow that, that I think I cast and, and we talked about it. And, and, um, and so this gives him an opportunity to run his show. Now, you know, Ron and I are are very close too, mm-hmm. and we, t- um, I talked to Ron about this too, but I talked to EB about if you get with a defensive coach, head coach, um, then normally what they're going to do is let you go and run with this thing. And, and, and that's, uh, uh, you know, that's what he's going to be able to do. And that, that way he puts his name on it. And no more Andy Reid on the side. It's all about EB and he deserves that opportunity. That's what that most of all, that he deserves that opportunity. And he'll work great with Ron. Ron's phenomenal. He'll work great with Ron. Um, they're two different personality types, and uh, but both of them love balls. so I, I think it'll be a. And both of them can teach, and that, that's uh that'll be a big thing there. I
2: think. The, the little myth that uh you know he he's tough on his players, he doesn't get along with players. Can you dispel that? Because you you were with me for three years, and I got on players, but they understood I wanted to win, and I think Eric wants yeah. to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, so you you need some juice in this thing. And and it's uh and that's what that's what the commanders are getting. They're getting some juice with EB. And he loves his players. That that's what's the most important thing. And he's going to tell them when they do good, he's going to tell them when they're not doing good, and he's going to teach them how to do better when they screw up. And so uh I think every player wants that. And, uh, and, and that's the way he operates and he's going to come at you. He's going to challenge you. I mean, that's, that, that's healthy. Oh, yeah. and so there's nothing wrong with that. And, and then um, the guys have to, they have to understand that he wants to give everybody an opportunity to be great. And if, if you can do that, if you can present it that way and the guys are willing to accept that and, and, actually try to be great and not just talk about it, but try to be great, uh, then you're gonna win a lot of games. Hey, Andy, it, it, is your head
0: spinning a little bit between winning the Super Bowl, having the parade, and then the combine last week, Two weeks. do, do you get any <laughs> downtime at all?
1: No, I'll tell you what, man, it moves fast, but we're, we're sitting back in and we're doing our scheme evals now back home here. And I just mentioned uh, to the coach that I go, the, some of the scheme evals show the, the cutups of, uh, the Super Bowl. I mean, the play—we're going through all the plays, and so the Super Bowl plays uh, are mixed in there. And I said, you know, a month ago we were there. It seems like it was a year ago, but a month ago we were right there uh, coaching that game. So um, it does—it it goes fast. Now, not it's even, not to, even
2: a month, Coach.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, it's exciting to be back in. I, that's all I know. And going through, see oh, yeah. Val. I'm I'm ready to roll. So it's all good.
0: Well, I got to ask every time we have you on, Andy, um, you know, now that you've won two Super Bowls, have you considered any more trading Mahomes to Washington? That way he gets to be reunited with with EB. Uh, No,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be I'll be nice and clear with you on that one. No, I haven't thought about that.
0: I I, I believe it. That's not happening. Um, We don't want to hold you up, coach. We know how how tight your timeline is and sincerely, just want to say thank you for calling yeah, definitely, It's always so cool.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Love you, Brian. I right, appreciate too, it. Thank you man. Take care, brother. Yep. Yep, yep. Bye-bye. Andy Reid, what a legend.
0: What a man of his one word. Day you get,
2: one day you're going to get that trade, I'm going to keep
0: asking. Pat might be in a wheelchair, but you, know, you might get that trade. Um, I, I did my best to – Take it's, some notes there. Yes, Landfill. It's kind of messed up he won't trade Mahomes to D.C. I mean, he's had him for five years, won two Super Bowls, enough already. Yeah, yeah, I he, mean, he always says how much he loves you, B. You got to lean on him a little bit. <laughs> he, I think he loves winning more. Um, <laughs> I did my best to transcribe some of the answers there about Eric Bieniemy, and and I thought um, some really interesting stuff from Andy Reid talking about Bien-Ami. Uh He said, I'm not telling you I wanted to lose him to Washington, but at the same time, you want what's best for your guys. This is Andy Reid talking about Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. He's worked his tail off for that opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL, and that didn't work out. And some of it is, I think, I cast a big shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've talked about that, and he said he he went to Bieniemy and said, "You want to be with a guy like Rivera because he's a defensive head coach, and it lets you run your own show." And Brian, you asked Andy about kind of some of the myths that exist yeah. around Bieniemy coaching his players too hard. I want to let you respond, but I loved this answer from Andy. He said, you need some juice in this thing, and that's what the commanders are getting. They're getting some juice with EB. You got to tell them when they do good and when they're also not doing good. Yeah.
2: See, I think I think fans and a lot of media types are a little confused when it comes down to that. Listen, this is a stress, stressful job, and it's tough to win consistently. But you have to be – if you want to get the best out of players, you got to be honest with them. When they're screwing up and you know they're better, you can't just let it go. Because you've been around long enough to understand how human nature is. Human nature is this. If you're not saying I'm doing something wrong, then guess what? I'm not doing anything wrong. So I don't have to go correct anything. But if the coach checks me and I don't correct it, you know who checks me next? Another player. A veteran player is going to come in and say, he already told you about it. You know, too many people – that have these this thin skin and these soft feelings want to decide what happens in this sport. And that's the ones that's on TV talking a lot, and the fans that like to just take anything they hear and run with it. Eric Bienemy is no different than what John Harbaugh was in Philadelphia. Eric, Eric Bennemeer is no different than what Wayne Severe and Richard Pettibone were here with Joe Gibbs. You know what I mean? They were the guys where Joe could be straightforward and nice. But they were going to tell you in tongues, as Coach Thompson would say, in in a different way, like, you know, let you know what they truly felt about you. And eventually the players are going to understand. Coach tried to correct you, didn't get right. The players will start coming at you. Because I watched the two guys that people brought up. Kelsey, Pat Mahomes. The the camera catches them talking a lot. Sometimes they're going back and forth like Tom Brady used to be. With uh, what's the, uh, the coach that left from the yeah. offense coordinator. And then other times, they are cool as hell with each other. Josh McDaniels, Yeah, Josh McDaniel. Hell, when you work that closely with somebody, you're going to have some stressful times every once in a while. But as long as the player understands that your main goal is to get them to where they need to be. Everybody talk about Shady McCarr when he came out. Shady McCarr fumbled the ball. Didn't correct what he was doing. They sat his ass down and did not dress him out. And if Andy Reid thought he needed Shady, don't you think he would have been playing? But what did Andy do? Stick with what Eric said. And they still won the Super Bowl.
0: Well, I, I, I'll go one step further, Brian. I think when you have Andy Reid talked about Ron and Eric Bieniemy and he said he talked to Ron he said Ron and I have a great relationship that he he really thinks it'll work out he he said specifically of Bianemi and Rivera they're two different personalities but both of them love ball mm-hmm. both of them can teach and, and I think a guy like I don't I I hate if this is an oversimplification but I think you'll understand what I'm saying here offensively especially after Pete Hainer left the tight ends coach and yeah Pete Hainer retired. Like, Pete you know, Hainer is kind of an Eric B enemy, right? Sometimes you need a bad cop. And and, and uh, uh, even Jack. Uh, uh, Jack consistent. is a hard ass, but he's not a barker. He's not a yeller but as you, much.
2: You sometimes
0: just need a guy
2: to be consistent, and you know which coach will call you out. Because the first day I went over to the practices a couple years ago, first guy I heard before I even got to the tent was Pete Hainer. And then you started telling me about him. And he was like that the whole practice. And every time I heard a player talk about him, they praised him. And I heard him dog cuss people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and But as he dog cussed them, he was teaching them. And the next time they did what he said, they did it properly. And he ran over and hugged them. As loud as he talked about them, he hugged them and praised them. That's the thing. where like people, When you hear somebody saying something, Oh, yeah, he cursed somebody out. But they're not telling you that he hugged the guy. They're not telling you that the guy got it right and and, and scored a touchdown in the game because of it. You know what I'm saying? That's when people want you to just take their side of something. When the reason that Shady was not dressed out, because Shady wouldn't listen. And I've heard him not listening, doing what he wanted to do from multiple coaches that he had. And guess what? They played the same damn position in the NFL, so those guys know what they're talking about.
0: Cussing at a player is not a bad thing. Doing it consistently and without any positive reinforcement. There are things that can be too much, but I played high school football at a pretty poor level, and I got cussed at, and it made me better.
2: Man, I would say this. Everybody I've ever worked with, I probably cursed y'all at one time, but you know, it wasn't nothing that I just, I'm just trying to dog, you know, you probably did something I didn't think you should do. Or I want you to tell me about myself too. You get what I'm saying? Right. I don't live in the world where everything I do is right. Everything I, the way I do it is the only way. No, we have that relationship. You should be able to check me or correct me just like I am for you. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's too many people today. Nobody wants to hear anybody tell them anything. And especially the younger generation, they think that no one has a right to tell them. To, Hell, we got the, the, the judicial system has allowed people to divorce their parents, get mad at their parents because this, that, and the other. But that judici- uh, the uh, judicial system is not going to pull you and take care of you. They're going to leave you right there at that damn house. So eventually, being pacified and praised every step of the way when you're not doing stuff that deserves that, you should get the other side
0: every once in a while. I I can't. You and I have talked about this. Um, Chris Kerwin, photographer Mm -hmm. that I work with over at Channel 4. Yeah. It's like you and I, me and Lamphill. I drive a lot of people crazy. It's just who I am. You do what? I drive a lot of people crazy. Oh, just totally, just man. who I am. You run people. And one S- thing. a c. One thing I love about Kerwin is that he will push me to do the best possible job. And sometimes that means retaping stuff, taking different angles, whatever it is. But we're going, as long as you are pushing me to be the best and you will reciprocate that, you're mm-hmm. pushing yourself and we're all working our asses off, but it's for all of us to be the best. Mm-hmm. I'll go, yeah. I'll go as far as you push me. And so when Andy Reid talks about Eric Bieniemy and says he's going to come after you, he's going to challenge you. The guys have to understand that he wants to give everyone an opportunity to be great. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Where do I sign up? Yep. And, Pu- and push, push, man. Let's get there.
2: The day of his uh, press conference, Terry McLaurin walks up, and he says. I want that hard coaching coach. He said, you won't have a problem here. You know why he won't have a problem here? Because people like Terry are going to accept it. And all the other guys that are less than, a, less than Terry's are going to have to fall in line. And I think that's the thing about it where if I ever were a coach, my player, I'm going to sit back and watch out. Like he said, I want to know who they are. I'm going to find out who they are. And then I have the players who I know I can push on a little bit and, and – you know, I can lean on them, and they're going to accept it because they they want it, and that's what they do. And if they're my leaders, oh, they're going to help me run my team because I'm going to do it that way. The guys that are on the end of the bench that don't want to hear me talking to them, they can go sit on the end of somebody else's bench because I'm going to get the dude on the end of my bench they want to hear, and I want to get better. You know, because if – I've always stated with, with Bill in um in, in in New England, it was an easy job for Bill. You know Why? Because Tom was there first and he was the last one to leave and worked as hard as anybody on the football team. So if you're a Super Bowl-winning quarterback who's as popular as anybody out there is busting his ass to become better, how can anybody else complain about anything? See what I'm saying? Totally. You got to have the right people doing what you need them to do to lead your team. Because when I hear a lot of people, a lot of fans, send they send texts, send tweets, all this stuff, I would see them going... Partner with the with the guys that they can't talk trash to, and end up losing. Instead of partnering with the guys that they can talk trash to, that's gonna go out
0: there and make sure they win. Don't go anywhere. It's P Mitchell Finley. Hey,
2: it's Brian Mitchell here. The back half of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download Fanduel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus best back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the Fanduel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Listen, everyone thinks you have to be an NBA expert to bet on FanDuel. You don't have to be. You can just pick the teams and the players that you like. And then you start listening around a little bit and you find out little tidbits that'll make you know where to put your bet and where not. Listen, you can go with the Wiz. You can bet the money line or the spread. You can pick your favorite player for a prop bet like player points, rebounds, assists, etc. Talk and listen. They have the two by three. That's an exclusive bet on FanDuel. Two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. You, hey, you put a little bit of money on that, you could probably walk around with a big payday. Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash Brian. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook with official partner 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.